Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. At five that morning, Natalia Prilepa and her husband were awakened by the sounds of explosions. It was the 24th of February, 2022, the day the war started. They looked out their two-bedroom, 11th floor apartment window in Kiev and witnessed the explosions. Feeling lost in their own home, Natalia and her husband grabbed suitcases and packed them frantically. Today on It Is Written Canada, our special guest is Natalia Prilepa, who had to flee her home on the day the war began. Natalia, welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for letting me be here. I'm happy to share my story. So, Natalia, can you take us back to your beginning? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I come from a very small town in Kiev region. It's called Ukrainka. It's located just 35 kilometers from Kiev. So this is the place where I was born, where I grew up and where I had been living all my life before the war. This is um, a place where I was married and uh, where my son was born. So I have a lot of memories connected to that place. It's a beautiful place. It's uh, surrounded by two rivers and the forest with uh, so many nice, friendly and happy people. In 2012, we moved in our own apartment on the 11th floor. And that was such a special place for us, our family nest. You know, we were dreaming about having our own space with my husband. And so we moved in in 2012 and um, it wasn't a big apartment, it was just a small apartment. And we had a tiny kitchen, but uh, we enjoyed spending time in that kitchen with my husband. After a long day at work, we were drinking tea there and um, having those very warm, heartfelt conversations, uh, discussing everything in the world, planning something, dreaming about our lives. With such a beautiful description, did you ever dream that there would be war? No, of course not. It was something that I would say no one expected. We were just living our normal lives and we had no idea that something like that was coming. So what do you remember about that morning when you woke up? It was 24th of February, 2022, cold, it's in the middle of winter. What do you remember? Yeah, it feels like I remember every single detail of that morning. It was Thursday around 5 a.m. Um, it was still dark. We were sleeping in our bedroom with my husband and then suddenly we woke up to the sounds of explosions. And um, because our apartment is overlooking the city of Kyiv, in the past we could see some fireworks. But that morning we knew for sure those were not fireworks. So. There was a girl who lived just above our apartment. She was um, an 11 year old girl and she moved to our town from previously occupied eastern part of Ukraine. So she witnessed the war before and the explosions. And after the first explosions, I heard her screaming at the top of her voice. And I knew right there and then that something was wrong, something was going on. So we got up, we went to the kitchen, we looked out of the window and explosions didn't stop. Uh, they were going on and we were just standing there and watching those fireballs 
the intensity of fear inside me made me unable to utter anything. And then immediately I went on the internet and I read um, the headlines in red saying that the war had begun. And, you know, I couldn't say anything. I was just standing there and my husband hugged me so tightly. In the first moments, I didn't know what to think, what to do, I was lost. But then I asked my husband to um, get the suitcase and I started packing very quickly. My son was still sleeping because it was early and my husband went to get some gas to put it in the car just in case if we needed to run away right away, you know, and just maybe withdraw some cash so that we could be prepared. And then he left and a little um, after that, my son woke up and he came to me and he said, mom, am I not going to school? What's going on? And I said, no, sweetie, you're not. And he was so happy, you know, he was happy as, as happy as a child can be in such moments because, you know, no school and was good news for, for him, but I was heartbroken. I was looking at him being so happy and not realizing what was actually going on. And I knew in that very moment that his life was never going to be the same again. So it was a shock for all of us. So Natalia, you packed all your things, put them in the car. How did you know where to go? I didn't really. Uh, all I knew was that we needed to get to the Polish border because Poland seemed a safe place for me, but Ukraine wasn't a safe place anymore. So I needed to get somewhere safe and escape from that frightening reality. And Natalia, what was it like traveling in, in your car from Kiev to the Polish border? And how long did it take? It wasn't easy because normally the trip to Polish border took us around eight to 10 hours, but this time it took us four days because of all the people on the roads running away. There was a very heavy traffic. Cars were just standing there, barely moving. So we were sleeping in the car, we were eating in the car. It was hard and uh, we were worried that we would not have enough gas in the car because you know, the way is very long and the gas stations were empty. And that was another miracle from God. Somewhere along the way, a guy just came up to us and said, uh, I have some extra fuel in my car. Would you like to get it from me? And yeah, and we, we said, yes, of course. So we, we bought it from him and that's what helped, um, helped us, yeah. What about food? We had some food for us, but of course we couldn't have enough for four days so there were lots of people standing on the side of the road and offering food to those running away and it was amazing because those people were also living in the country where there was war but they were willing to help so the country the people were very united and in that moment but driving for four days and it's in the winter so even with extra gas you got to turn off your car every now and then uh, so how did you keep warm? Yeah, we had some blankets, some warm blankets, but of course we couldn't uh, turn the car off for too long. We tried to save gas, but you know, we had a child in the car, so we couldn't really afford to uh, stay in the, in the cold car for too long because I was worried about my son. Was it just one car or two cars or how many were traveling with you? 
Right, so there were actually two cars. Um, in the other car there was uh, my friend and she had extra room. So that's why when we got to the border with Poland, my husband left and then uh, we just moved to my friend's car. And went through. How many were there in the car that was traveling with you? So it was your husband and yourself and... Right, so there, there was my husband, he was usually mostly driving. Then uh, there was myself, obviously, then my mom, uh, my aunt as well, and my son. Yeah, so there were three people sitting in the back. My husband was driving, I was sitting in the front, so lots of people. And my aunt also had a um, cat with her, so we also had a cat in the car. Did you feel like God was with you? Yes, absolutely. He was leading us all the way from, from, from the moment we left our apartment and He was carrying me in His hands. We were driving through one city and, you know, we were reading the news and we read that there were explosions in the same city that we just went past, but we were safe and we didn't even hear anything. He was keeping us safe. This is such a miracle for us. Everybody was so scared and lost and I felt his presence like never before. That's incredible. So as you moved on, there was explosions behind you. Right. So he was guiding you and keeping you safe as you moved along. Natalia, it must have been so heartbreaking for you to leave your husband at that Polish border. It was really, it was the hardest time of my life, I should say, because we had been married for almost 12 years um, at that time. And then I had to say goodbye to him. So it was very hard to give him that last hug and not know if I ever see him again. And it was even harder for my son because he's little, he's just, he was just seven years old at that moment. And it was so hard for him to say goodbye to his dad. There were so many tears for all of us. It was really hard, emotional farewell, yeah. Why couldn't he come with you? Because all men um, are legally bound to stay in Ukraine during the time of work, uh, except for, there's, there's some exceptions, but my husband couldn't leave. So we, we had to say goodbye to him, unfortunately. So he just brought us to the border with Poland and then we said goodbye and he turned around and left. Did you have to leave a lot of possessions behind? I left everything behind. I, uh, all I grabbed was one suitcase and I also had a bag with warm blankets because it was cold. And most of the things in my suitcase were for my son. Uh, and whatever I was wearing that day, that's all I had, all I took with me. Nevertheless, you know, we, we have never been in need. Uh, God has provided for us and he met our needs 100%. And, um, he provided us with food, with clothes, and also this is something uh, that I learned for myself that it's very important not to be attached to material things because they just disappear, they can vanish in one moment and you don't have anything. All you have is relationship and I have a big love for my husband in my heart. We have that relationship that we were building for a long time and uh, that's what matters and I think what's more important than that is having relationship with God because he's the one who never lets you down he will never leave you alone in any circumstances Natalia where did all the Ukrainian people stay in Poland 
Yeah, so when we arrived to Poland, uh, we were staying in a refugee camp. Um, it was a big room with 30 beds or so, standing one next to each other, you know, and that was a refugee camp for women and, and children. So that's where we were staying for three days. And uh, Poland and Polish people were very welcoming and they provided us with food and place to stay overnight. And then where did you go after that? So after that, uh, I stayed in a refugee camp for three days and then we went to my sister who had already been in Poland by the time. She arrived a little earlier, one week before. And, uh, uh, you, you know, when before the war, people were talking about the war, but very few people actually believed that, that something like that could begin, could start, could happen. And then my sister was the one who actually believed. So she left Ukraine one week before and she went to Poland and she had already been there when we arrived. So we went um, to her place there. This is incredible because you seem so calm, <laughs> but I can imagine it was very stressful. I just don't know how you coped. You woke up early in the morning uh, your city was really on fire. I mean, there was war, you knew that. Uh, a journey that was supposed to take eight hours took four days. And then when you got there, it was the last time you saw your husband. Uh, how did you cope with all that? Yes, it was, I think it was the hardest year of my life. And um, I was thinking about this a lot and analyzing things. And I realized that if I didn't have God in my life, I would never be able to live through something like that because it's impossible, you know, to lose everything in one day and then just stay calm and not be nervous or not be worried. So God has been leading me all the way. He was showing his love through acts of kindness of those people who were helping us, who were helping us with food and clothes and who provided roof over our heads. So uh, I had so many experiences with God and that's what helped me. And um, I often thought about the words in the Bible that God left for his children. And I felt like he was saying those words to me. They're written in the book of Isaiah. He was saying, do not be afraid. I'm holding you by, the, by your right hand. Um, I will not, never leave you. I will help you. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. So, and those words really came true in my life. And that's what helped me. And he did help me. He was helping me and he is helping me today. Natalia, can you tell us how you ended up in Canada? Yes, um, one of my friends introduced me to the people that are hosting us here in Canada and um, they said they were willing to help and support us because they knew of the situation in Ukraine and those are the kindest people I've ever met here in Canada, you know, because they shared, I know they're, they, they're working really hard to help what they have but still they're sharing those things so um, selflessly, you know, and those people have a special place in my heart forever because they helped us with food. They, they paid for our, for our food for a long time in the beginning when we arrived and when I didn't have a job and uh, they helped us with clothes and the most importantly, the house, the place to stay. So we didn't have to worry about that. So I'm really, really grateful to those people. That's amazing. So do you have a job in Canada? 
Yes, I do. I do have a job and I love it so much because I get to work with refugees and immigrants coming to Canada. And of course, there's lots of people coming from Ukraine now. So I know exactly what those people are going through and I feel like I'm able to help them and support them. And uh, for me, it's not just a job, not just the means of making money. I feel like um, I'm doing something important. I'm helping people. This is what I like doing. And uh, that's why I find this job very rewarding. And uh, this is also a blessing from God um, for me to work at, at that place because all my colleagues are so great, so friendly, and managers are very supportive. So I'm really, really blessed. What type of work did you do in the Ukraine before you came to Canada? I worked as an English teacher. I love teaching so much, I love kids, and I, I'm hoping to get back, go back to teaching here in Canada as well. And um, now at my work, I do get to teach, and this is what um, helps me to put that passion that I have for teaching to life, you know, um, I, I enjoyed it in, in Ukraine. I still enjoy it. So that's why I like my job here. And Natalia, can you tell us about your son Vlad? Yes. Uh, well, my son is um, eight years old now. Uh, we've been here for almost a year now. When he, we arrived, he was seven, um, but he's doing great. He loves Canada very much. And because I am an English teacher, I was doing my best to make sure that my son can communicate in English and speak English. So when we came here, it wasn't too hard for him to adjust. So it was easier for him to find friends. Um, and also he loves his school very much. Uh, it's a small school and a small community, so everybody is very united and everybody is willing to help and support our, uh, us, my son and uh, myself. So yeah, he likes it so much. He made lots of new friends and also um, we go to church and he made lots of friends there too. So church also is a um, big support for us here. And he's aware that, that God was leading you as well. And he wanted to share his faith with his friends at, at school. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, he, he loves telling people about God. He tells me all the time, Mom, I want to save all the people in the world. I want to tell them about God's love. So yes, he's doing his best as much as he can. He draws posters at school or tells his friends and sometimes he gets upset because not everyone accepts that so he comes to me and then i need to find words to support him and you know comfort him but yes he's willing he sees god's hands hand in my life and his life as well and I'm, I'm also pointing that out to him because I want him to build um, those relationships with God as well. I think it's very important to have those relationships with God. So this is the way I'm trying to raise him. So, yeah. Natalia, I'm sure that Vlad must miss his daddy terribly. Yes, he does. He does miss his dad very much, but um, you know, it's hard for him because he's a boy and he's looking for that father figure in every man that he meets. And I noticed that he wants to spend time with men because he wants to find his father in someone, you know, so he does miss his dad. And thankfully they can communicate thanks to the internet. Now it's easier. So we do have um, communication and my son 
calls him or my husband can call us sometimes and we use um, video calls sometimes so my son likes to share some new dance moves that he learned or some I don't know musical tunes that he created so yeah things like that um, so that's that's what helps I think um, yeah but but that's that's hard for him of course so Natalia, you made a very big decision. You left the Ukraine, you left your husband behind and came to a new country with a new culture. Do you ever have any regrets about that decision that you made? Well, when this all happened, I was faced with a very difficult decision for myself to make, either to stay in Ukraine and let my son have his dad closer to him, but at the same time witness the war and uh, be traumatized with all the events happening, or to leave, save him from that trauma, but not let him have his dad um, near, near him. So it was a very difficult decision, but I feel like I made the right decision and um, I'm sure and I believe that whatever happens in our lives, um, if we have those relationships with God that I was talking about before, um, God will be leading us and will be helping us. So I can feel his hand in my, in my life and I don't regret anything. The only thing I want is that my husband could come and join us here. That's my biggest hope and dream and prayer. Yeah. And we'll pray for that too for you. Your faith, let's talk about that. Um, when did your faith begin? So God was present in my life, uh, I would say, all my life. Starting from the age of nine, I started going to church because that's the time when my mom started going to church and she just brought us, my sister and myself. Um, yeah, and uh, I had many, many different experiences with God, many different situations. So my faith was growing ever since. And since you've come to Canada, has your faith grown? Yes, significantly. For the past, this past year, I've seen uh, God working in my life so distinctively, so clearly. And uh, although it was a very, very hard year for, for me, and uh, sometimes I cried because I grieved, and sometimes I cried because I was grateful, grateful to God and grateful to all those people helping us and supporting us. So, and God was showing his love uh, through other peoples and through other, uh, through other people and through other situations, different situations in my life. So we always learn something in bad uh, or sad circumstances. So I learned a lot and I feel like my faith, yes, has grown significantly for sure. So, Natalia, our final question. Are there any Bible verses that you've been able to hold on to? Yes, there's so many beautiful verses in the Bible that help me live through this difficult time. But my favorite one uh, is Psalm 23. I would like to read it if it's okay from the Bible here. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So now I'm, I'm going through the darkest valley in my life, and God is here with me and he's comforting me. So this psalm, these words are really true and uh, for me and um, really comforting and they're really coming to life in my life. Natalia, thank you so much for sharing that precious psalm with us. And I can see how God has really given you that promise in your life right now. We've come to the end of our time together, but before we let you go, I wonder if you could please pray for our viewers. Perhaps there is someone who feels like God only worked miracles in the Bible times, but um, He's a miracle-working God today too. So if you can pray that they will experience God in their lives and know that God is with them and that He is real. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for your faithful love. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for being so true to those promises that you left for us in the Bible. You know how much suffering, how much pain, and how much loss there is in this world right now. How many people are looking for comfort and peace and just can't find it. Dear God, I'm asking you, please, reveal yourself to those people just like you revealed yourself to me. Please help those people feel your presence and um, comfort them and help them. And I'm also praying about the people in Ukraine, about my country. Please stop this bloodshedding war. Help those people that are suffering and crying and help them have peace in their hearts again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Natalia, thank you for that beautiful prayer and thank you for sharing your faith journey with us today on It Is Written Canada. Thank you. Listening to Natalia's story has taught us how to live with optimism. Our free offer for you today is Words of Hope. Words of Hope will help you see other life lessons that guide us all in our Christian walk such as the blessing of generosity, the power of humility, how to set priorities, and the way to persevere when life is tough. Words of Hope will lead you to a meaningful experience in positive living and bring you closer to Christ, the true source of life and light from above. To receive today's offer, you can simply go to our website at iiw.ca and click on the News and Offers tab. Again, it's iiw.ca. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, 
please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.